we're officially started. We, we, we've had our announcements. We've had our, our time of prayer. Now we're going to get into the teaching time. So grab a handout, grab a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand and we'll get you one. Okay, let's get some help here. Let's get Bibles. And then turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. This morning is going to be a bit different because at the end of class today, in about half an hour, we are going to have some church planters from Wildwood Baptist Church in Lambertville, Michigan. They're going to come and they're just going to share with us what they're doing. Okay, they are, that's a sister church. So our sister church is wanting to plant churches. So if you're part of MBT, the churches they plant, that's going to be your nieces and nephews. Okay, it's part of our family of churches. And so they're going to come, they're going to present what they're doing. I don't, you know, they can do whatever they want during that time. But that does limit our time a little bit here this morning. So I'm going to present something. I'm going to present it more than I am going to teach it. Okay, and then we're going to break up into small groups for about 15 minutes, and then we'll get back together after uh, the guys from, from Lambertville get here from Wildwood Baptist Church. But right now, turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. We've been talking about the armor of God in our Onward Christian Soldier series, and if you haven't figured it out yet, the Christian life is very much a spiritual battle. Who's figured that out? Who figured that out the hard way? Oh, it's funny. Everything. Well, he's got two hands up. Okay. And a leg. And a leg. Okay. We need to be equipped for the battle, you guys. We, we are part. We're actually taking a small break from the Onward Christian Soldier series. We're talking about intercessory prayer. We will actually get to prayer as part of the spiritual armor here in a couple of weeks, but now I'm just going to reiterate what I taught on Tuesday at our Tuesday night ministry, and it has to do with intercessory prayer. So let's talk about that. Charles Spurgeon said that a house without prayer is like a house without a what? Without a roof. Without a roof. Foundation would probably work too, but that's not what Charles Spurgeon said. A house without prayer is like a house without a roof. And maybe you've been living your life without the covering that comes with all the different sorts of prayer that are supposed to be prayed. Maybe that's why things haven't always turned out the way you would have wanted them to. Okay? A house without prayer is like a house without a roof. Now, there's many types of prayer and all of them are part of the system that God established. God didn't just make one type of prayer. God made lots of different types of prayer. Are you praying them all? Well, gee, I don't know. Right, okay, well, that's what we're talking about this morning. Let's make sure that our houses are covered. Intercessory prayer. Well, what is that anyway? To intercede, to make intercession is to ask for something on someone else's behalf. Okay, so I go to Gail and I say, Gail, I want to ask you for something for Nick. I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for Nick. I'm asking on, I'm going to ask for something on someone else's behalf. Intercessory prayer then obviously is me going to God 
But I'm not going to God for my request. I'm going to God for Dan's request, for Sean's request, for Wagee's. I'm asking God for a blessing for someone else. Does that make sense? That is intercessory prayer. And intercession is a God-given method of covering ministry of, of families, of individuals. If you look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching there too, with all perseverance, we prayed for Jamie for perseverance already. Jamie, you just, you, you got our number. Every week you're like, you're already getting ahead of the sermon. You know, stealing my thunder. Stop. I'm not kidding. Okay. Praying for, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So, so just in that verse, we see prayers. That's just general prayer. That's just talking to God. Okay. Supplication. What is that? That's, we don't use that word very much. It's a specific request, usually in a time of need. Okay, so if I'm on the roadside out in the country somewhere with a flat tire and my spare is flat, well, my prayer is going to be a supplication. My God, I'm stranded. I, I need a tire or a, a ride. I need a AAA or I need a tow truck. I need, I need something very specific related to my situation. Does that make sense? Supplications are specific requests. It says... Uh, uh, you, okay, another type of prayer is giving of thanks. Okay, that's a type of prayer. God, thank you. Praising God. What is praise? Praise is an outward expression of inner worship. God, I just have to open my mouth and just give you praise because of what's going on inside. It, praise is a type of prayer. And then intercession. We've, we've talked about that. Intercession is where we're praying for each other, and we see that very clearly here in verse 18. Praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching therein too, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So a supplication, a specific request for all saints. That means I'm praying for you, and you're praying for all the rest of us, and you're praying for all the rest of us, and we're all praying for each other. Does that make sense? So as New Testament believers... We have a priestly role, okay? We have a priestly role as New Testament believers. Now, the priesthood, the priest, the, the priest in the Old Testament, okay, he, he, in the tabernacle or the temple, the priest would have a Godward role and a manward role. They would go into the tabernacle and they would deal with the incense and the lamp, and the oil, and the, and the showbread, and the table, and then they would do all the different things within that tabernacle. They would serve God in that way, but then they weren't done. Then they would go out, and they would minister and serve all the people, and they were a go-between. You would take your sin problem, and you'd bring a lamb, and you'd give that lamb to the priest, and the priest would take that lamb and hold it up before the Lord, the burnt offering or the wave offering or the peace offering or your trespass offering or your sin offering. And the priest would take that from you and offer it on the altar and provide for you 
atonement for your sin, for your fellowship, for your praise, for the different ways that you wanted to interact with God. The priest was there and would take your stuff and offer it to the Lord. You see the God word and the man word role of the priest? Well, the Bible says, 1 Peter 2, 5, Ye also, believer, as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2, 9, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. The New Testament believer has a priesthood of sorts where we have a Godward role, but also a manward role. We see that so clearly in the ministry of intercessory prayer, where we are going to God on one another's behalf. I hope you see that. Jesus even went to the Father. This is the Father speaking to the Son in Psalm chapter 2. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me. What, what has the Lord said unto the Son? What has the Father said to the Son? Thou art my Son, this day I have begotten me. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. Wait. God the Son had to ask God the Father? And if he asked... God would give him what he asked for? Why did God the Son have to ask? He's God. He's kind of part of the plan from the beginning, because this is part of the plan. Part of the plan is that we ask, and God is a, God, God is a prayer hearing and prayer answering God. Even the Son asked the Father, and the Father gave the requests that were made according to the decree according to the word of God. You guys see that? He set the example. We saw the priestly role of Christ while he was part of his earthly ministry. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee, interceding to God the Father on your behalf you guys know what? Satan hath desired to have you. That's why I prayed for you this week. Even you guys who I'm just meeting now, I prayed for you this week, for the people that God would bring in here this morning. You know why? Because Satan hath desired to have you. But I prayed for you. You know what? Satan desires to have me. You know what I need? I need you guys praying for me. Christ ascended, continues to make intercession. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that he is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Christ is seated even now at the right hand of God, willing and ready, seated there for the purpose of making intercession for us, ye have not, because ye ask not. Did you ever wonder why we pray in Jesus' name? Ever wonder that? Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Oh, so we pray in Jesus' name. It gets to the Father. 
through the Son, making intercession for us. Okay, so we, as New Testament believers, with a priestly role, we need to be intercessors, interceding for others. The Apostle Paul, who wrote more books than any other author in our New Testament, he said, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. You go to God. You need to pray. Why? So that you're all holy? No, no. Pray for me. Strive together with me. You go to God on my behalf, the Apostle Paul asked of the church. Oops. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1.11, Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks shall be given by many on our behalf. You are helping together by prayer. 2 Thessalonians 3.1, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Wait, wait, wait. Paul's ministry depended on the prayers of the saints? Really? God, that's the system you set up? That my ability to preach freely the word of God by the spirit of God to the people that you want to hear. God, my ability to do that depends on Alex or Xander. Depends on Xander praying for me? Depends on Sean praying for me? Depends on Scott and Nick and Lois and Al praying for me? Like, why can't I just pray for myself? See, Paul, why couldn't Paul just pray? You know he prayed better than everyone else. No, God set this up for a purpose. He set up the system of prayer to include intercessory prayer. Okay, so Charles Spurgeon said, a house without prayer is like a house without a roof. Let me, let me see if I can diagram this. Okay, so we've got a house, okay? All right, and then we've got, we, we want to have a roof on this house, right? Okay. And if all types of prayer are made for all saints, there is a complete roof on that. There's lots of different types of prayer. One type of prayer is intercessory prayer where others are praying to God, okay? And then those prayers are for this house, this person. Okay, and this is the portion of that roof that's covered by intercessory prayer. If this person is not praying, this house is not covered. You guys see that? Ever have a leak in your house? What a pain. One little leak. What if you don't even have a roof? You're just exposed. There's no covering there. There's no protection there. What we need to do is understand the system that God set up so that we're praying properly. If we don't understand it, we're probably not going to pray properly. Nick, I'd hate for you to be trying to live this Christian life, and this is your reality, because you don't have people praying for you like they need to. Jamie, I appreciate you getting people to pray for you this morning. You're like, yeah, listen, I need prayer. I'll take it. I, I need some help. I got to learn how to be patient. I've received great grace. I have to learn how to show great grace. Oh, Lord, help me. Would you pray for me? Oh, my goodness. Yes. 
That's all of us, you guys. We all need this. This is the system that God set up. If we're too proud to get intercessory prayer, because I don't want you to think I'm not very awesome. Okay, I'll just tell you, I'm not very awesome. I'll, I'll trust God according to his system. I need you guys praying for me. Let, let's, let's have this be our reality. Okay, we need to be praying for each other. So intercessory prayer. I'm going to move this back over. Intercessory prayer. Why would God set up this system? Well, okay, who are we to question God? But anyway, it is interesting that God set up a system like that, isn't it? Your spiritual success means you're dependent on the prayers of others. If you're going to be completely covered with prayer, you need other people. You don't like that very much, do you? What part of you doesn't like that? What part of you doesn't want to be connected? What part of you doesn't want to be dependent? The part of you that's prideful, the part of you that, that doesn't trust anyone ever because you've been hurt before, the part of you that, that um, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of reasons, but God designed it so that we need each other. I, I'm not going to talk about daddy issues or, you know, whatever, but, but God set it up so that we are dependent upon each other. I need you and you need me. And you don't like that, and I don't like that in our flesh. But spiritually, it's beautiful. Okay, intercessory prayer benefits the person that is praying. All right, so Jamie, you're going to take the hours and the energy that God has given you tomorrow, and you're going to go to the Lord on behalf of Wagi and the Arabic Fellowship at Midtown Baptist Temple. You're not praying for yourself. You're praying for someone else. That's pretty selfless, isn't it? You, well, if I'm going to pray to the Lord, but I'm not praying for my blessing, I'm not praying for myself. I'm praying for Dempsey and Timothy, who I just met today. I'm saying, God, please bless Kevin. Okay, I go to the Lord in prayer, but usually it's selfish prayers. Yeah, it's selfless. Okay, you know what Jesus Christ did? He came down to seek and save the lost. He came down to die for sins he didn't commit. He came down to promote love and peace for whom? For others. By his stripes, we are healed. He was very selfless. And if I can be selfless in prayer, I'm going to the Father. I am drawing near to the heart of God. I'm buying into his ways. It's very Christ-like for me to pray for you, isn't it? See, it's beautiful. That really helps me. I start loving people right. I start investing in others. It's selfless, not selfish, and that's the entire point to the whole Christian life. When you were saved, old things were passed away, and all things are become new. That part of that new thing is now you need to be a part of laying down your life that others may live, and you will not find your life until you lose it. Well, in prayer, if, if all of our prayers are selfish, they can be really, really good prayers where I'm feeling really, really bad about all my sin. 
and oh god you know i'm such a horrible christian well okay yeah so amen pray that okay but listen don't let you keep don't let that keep you from praying from someone else it's still selfish it's a trap of the devil to keep you self-focused well god can never use someone like me well listen why don't you just obey him why don't you just pray for someone else why don't see how see how me drawing near to god and praying for you actually helps me it gets me outside my own head praise the lord get outside your own head and just just trust him okay it also of course helps the people that we're praying for paul said Pray for me that an open door, I'd have an open door to speak forth a gospel. Okay, they prayed and there was an open door. Peter's in prison, but the people prayed and the angel came and Peter walked out of there. Does that make sense? Why? Because we have not, because we ask not. If I pray for you, does God hear those prayers? Yes. Yeah. I'm praying selflessly. I'm being Christ-like. I'm, I'm praying to the Father. In Jesus' name, and as Christ intercedes, all of a sudden, you, you start maybe whatever the prayer is. Let me introduce you to Eric Brown. Eric is trusting God to plant a church. He's going to leave where it's easy and go to where it's harder. He's going to leave where it's comfortable, go to uncomfortable, because that's the mission that God gave us. To lay down his life that others may live but anyway get, let, let's hear from eric and then eric we have about 10 minutes so whatever the lord would have you well good morning thank you thank you guys for having me i really appreciate it um i do truly appreciate you guys having me here um mbt has actually meant a lot uh, a lot to me uh in my uh in my spiritual life. You guys don't know me from Adam, but I know, uh, I actually know a lot of uh, some the MVT leadership and I've uh, taken, you know, man, tons of, of LFBI classes from, from Dr. Best and, and Sam and, and all the teachers. They've met the world to me, really they have, and uh, they've helped prepare, uh, helped prepare me in uh, some way, shape or form for what, uh, what we're about to embark on. And we're really excited and uh, looking forward to that. So I wanted to say thank you uh, to all you gentlemen, uh, to the church here. Uh, like I said, that you you've meant a lot to me, whether or not you know it or not. Um, and so we are, uh, my wife is normally, she would have been here, but Jack, my, my little four month old, he didn't like his outfit uh, too much. So he, uh, he went to the bathroom all over his outfit um, already. So we just got here and he's uh, making us change clothes. So my wife is Lacey, my little, little son is Jack. Um, we also have a ministry partner uh, that we're going with. So when Wildwood uh, sends out missionaries, we do it in teams. Uh, we have Jessica and Jory, and they're two young ones, um, and you'll see them around today as well. Uh, they're going to some different classes and things like that, too, I think, this morning. So uh, we are headed for, um, for Ireland. Uh, that's, where, uh, that's where we feel like the Lord has called us um, uh, specifically to, to Dublin. Um, there are normally some, some slides up here. If, like, if the slides don't work, you'll catch those eventually. It's not a big deal. It's not a problem. Um, if those uh, if those don't come out, but normally what we try to do when we have some time with people is answer like three of the main questions that we get. Uh, normally, why like why are you going? Why do you specifically feel called uh, to the nation of Ireland? Uh, why Ireland? All right, so why specifically to Ireland and not Malawi or Hungary or anywhere else uh, in the world? And then, all right, how are you going to accomplish 
your final goal, which again, spoiler alert, is to, you know, is to plant a church. We want to plant a church that plants churches that plants churches. Uh, and so how are you going to accomplish that? So obviously I only have a, a few minutes uh, today and I could talk for days about why me and, the, and, and God's call in my life and things like that. I'll try really quickly just to focus on kind of the last two questions, you know, why Ireland? I'll give you some, some really specifics um, and practical things that we think uh, God has used in our lives uh, to lead us to Ireland. And then also, how are you going to accomplish? I met missionary after missionary in church growing up, and they would bring really cool facts about where they were going, but nobody ever, I, like, as I look back, nobody ever really talked about how they were going to meet their, their end goal. And so we have a really specific plan and, uh, and some things that we're going to, to try to accomplish uh, that, that purpose. So why Ireland? And, and I, I, I'll give you the short version of why Ireland as we kind of try to answer this question. Um, there has been one thing that's like really, well, there's been multiple things, but one of the main things that's worked out really well for me in my Christian life, and that is submitting to church leadership uh, as they submit to God's word. Uh, that has led to, again, the culmination being us being sent uh, to the foreign mission field. And uh, how did you or why did you guys choose Ireland? I'll tell you this. We, um, a lot of you guys probably know Brett Bartlett. Or you've heard of his name. He's taught a bunch of classes. That's our pastor. I was meeting with him in a Chinese restaurant just having lunch. I had no I, I was just wanting to hang out with a guy. And uh, I go to the bathroom and my wife and him are talking. I come back out and Brett is furiously scribbling on a napkin. And I knew like there was something in my mind that went off. I'm in big trouble here because anytime you get Brett, a pen and a napkin together, you guys are like, he revealed to us a plan uh, for missions work. We told him we were uh, considering, you know, God's call in our lives and what that may look like. And he revealed to us like a 10, 15, 20 year plan. Um, and uh, the first stop uh, on that plan was, uh, was the nation of Ireland. And so, we prayed and, and considered and prayed and prayed and, and talked and, and all of these types of things. And, and, and we committed to going to Ireland at that time by submitting to church, uh, church leadership and, and his guidance and direction through that in our lives. Uh, why, like, like practically, how is this going to work out for you and why Ireland? I'll tell you this. Uh, they speak English over there. And uh, it's really beneficial to me when a country speaks English because I speak English really good. You, get, you see what I did there? I got really good. I speak it fairly well. Question, yeah. Yeah, they do. They speak uh, Celtic. Uh. That's sweet, man. That's awesome. You're going to have to teach me some uh, some tricks of the trade because they do speak. It's like Gaelic or, or Celtic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Okay. Gotcha. Sweet. Well, like I said, man, find me afterwards and you can teach me some Teach me some phrases, oh, the dead language. You can teach me some stuff, right? We'll get together afterwards. That's, yeah. So they speak English the majority of the time, um, and I speak English all of the time. So that's, uh, that's a really practical thing. Culturally, somewhat, they are similar to us, somewhat. Now, there are a, a bunch of different things that we could talk about, about how they are not similar to us uh, in that regards. Um, but they are similar in, in a lot of different areas to our culture. Uh, we actually, our very first trip, missions trip as a church was to the nation of Ireland. And uh, we went to, to Trinity College and we stood on the corners and we did the good test. And we actually wound up leading, I think, four or five people to Christ. I know we, uh, we keep in contact with two of the ladies that we met over there. There's a church that we um, actually preached at. Brett preached at the church in uh, Bray, Ireland, which is about 40, uh, 40 minutes south there. When we, we went and took a survey trip in March, and uh, we actually, this is a crazy story. I'd love to tell you more detail, but we ran into, we, 
we ran into the pastor while we were visiting the city of that Baptist church that Brett preached at 12 years earlier. Uh, again, long story short, praying and talking to him, he's looking to leave and he's looking for someone to help shepherd his flock, uh, which is very, very, it's a very small church of about 10 to 15 uh, people. Um, there, we're not saying that we are going to take that over, but we are going to do some type of, of, of work with that church, uh, probably in the, in the southern part of Dublin and Bray. Um, and then Lacey has a really cool opportunity. So our, uh, our son was born with a, uh, a rare birth defect where his bowels were born outside. He was born with his bowels outside of his body. He was in the NICU for about five, uh, five weeks after birth during the COVID, like out, like during the peak of that, which was a whole nother story. And obviously, you know, it was a trying time. Uh, for us, uh, you could say. We didn't know what to expect, what was going on. Um, and we, we just simply prayed for God to, to open a door for us uh, and allow us uh, some way, shape, or form to use uh, this thing. Lacey got hooked up with uh, an organization that sent out, uh, you know, uh, or sent, asked, answered some questions, I guess I should say, for us, gave us some information. Uh, Lacey is now actually helping other pregnant ladies with that, that their sons or, or, or kids have this issue. And she's been working with some, some women and they have, they said, there's one place in Europe that we're trying to establish this, uh, this foundation. And that is Ireland. Um, and so, yeah, we, uh, it's, it's a, it's a huge blessing for us to be able to get into hospitals with, you know, meeting normally with single, you know, young ladies, my wife would, would be able to counsel them, help them. And uh, so we're really excited about, uh, that opportunity. I mentioned the how. How are you going to to plant the church? Um, I have a, a notebook up here, and I, like I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but we have over the past year we've been developing um, and really kind of trying to hone in on on a, a biblical personal evangelism. What does that look like uh, in your life and in your church? And we've been really uh, you know working on that and and, and having our church members. Uh, we called it phalanx. All right, so phalanx is the uh, old Spartan system of locking shields. And uh, if you know Brett, you know, it's, yeah, that's, it's even cooler and, and weirder that, uh, that it was named that. But um, through personal evangelism and things like that, what we're going to do is try our best to establish relationships when we get over there. That's how we are going to, to evangelize. Um, I was in Hungary giving out gifts uh, with Brett and with Kale a couple summers ago, or uh, excuse me, winters ago. And uh, Kale was asking him, you know, how is this, how are we supposed to do this? And Brett goes, watch this. And he goes and he just picks a random guy on the side of the street and has like a 30-minute conversation with him. He comes back and he goes, that's how, you do, that's how you do missions work right there. And what he was getting at was he, he took 30 minutes to invest in a person. He didn't know how that relationship was going to turn out for him. He didn't know who that person knew, who that person knew. He didn't know what that was going to lead to. We're trying to, to meet people, to make friends, to, to earn the right to share our faith with them. Uh, through different meetings, through, through meeting them in their chariot. And again, I could talk about this for days. Like we've done, we've helped plant some churches where we've kind of installed this personal evangelism system uh, in their churches as they try to you know, establish Bible studies and things like that as they try to branch out. So that's kind of what we're looking for. I, I, I really, one of my main goals is to meet one new person every day, whether that's on the Lewis, their, their bus system, whether that's at work, uh, we are going to be tent makers because that's where we meet the majority of our, our of our people and establish relationships is at work. You know, you're eight, you're there for eight hours a day, um, and our, and our key, our, our main thing is we don't want to try to add anything. We're not trying to add the Great Commission to our life. That's not what we're about. We're making our life the Great Commission as we go about and establish relationships with different people. And so we're really excited for that. Again, I'd love to share more with you. Uh, love to meet you guys outside uh, of the classroom here and uh, spend some time with you guys. I appreciate 
your time uh, this morning. If you have anything else that you guys want to ask me, feel free to, to meet me or, or find me wherever. Okay, so yeah, just stay up here for a sec. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you heard what I heard. The people that they led to the Lord on that last trip, they've worked to stay in contact with. That's fruit that will remain. So they're not just doing evangelism. They're doing discipleship. The Great Commission is not just evangelism. It doesn't stop there. You don't leave that babe in Christ out there amongst the wolves. You take that person. You disciple them. You train them. To what end? To, to plant a church that's going to plant churches. That's going to plant churches. If you do the math on that, that's a something worth investing in. They're not adding the Great Commission to their life. They're adding their life to the Great Commission. Are you guys hearing? Are you hearing the DNA of our family tree of churches come through there? Okay, so this is a guy we can get behind, right? We know you because you're – but by the way, we see Brett in you. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah. Are you his long-lost brother? Are you, yeah. <laughs> That's discipleship. I see – Okay, so, um, all right, so here's the church in Ireland, right? And here's us. If we're not praying intercessory prayers, if they're not being prayed for, then they don't have the complete covering because all the types of prayer for all people are not being lifted up on his behalf. Does that make sense? So one thing I know, you can be writing down Eric Brown with Lacey and Jack as part of a church planting team in Dublin. And you can add that to your prayer diary. You say, I don't have a prayer diary. Okay, well then you need to make a prayer diary. It's not that hard. On Mondays, you pray for missionaries. Add Eric to that list. You got it? Monday missionary. Got it? Easy, simple. Cover. Okay, the other thing is you could pray about financially supporting them. Pray about that. Is God knitting my heart together in such a way that I need to support these guys financially? And then finally, Tuesday night, you can connect with Eric and, and the rest of the, the group that's going on Tuesday night. We're having a meal. So come on and, and get to know these guys on Tuesday night. Any questions? We got one minute, then we got to break up. We got to clean the room. I'm going to need some volunteers to clean. Uh, so the next group that comes in doesn't get COVID from you guys. Just saying. Okay. Any questions? Going, going. Let's just pray for. Oh. Do you have a, like a prayer card? Yeah. Or yep. I got a prayer card. I'll meet you guys on the way out, and I'll hand you. Hand you prayer, prayer. prayer cards for the fridge on the way out. Kale. Okay. I'll meet. Okay, man, I'll, I'll meet with you later if you want. Ask ask away. I love talking about it. Find me later. <laughs> All right. Okay.